0: Say what's on your mind, tell them here and let them be. Well, I got something deep inside of me, I can't hide it anymore. It needs to be so free, there's no time to. Hello and welcome to the show. Uh, My guest as part of a little mini-series featuring the cohort of the Universal Animation Writing Program is fellow writer Shari Coleman.
1: Hey, David. How are you? Good. How are you?
0: Uh, So for new people to the show or people just tuning in for Shari, basically I'm going to ask Shari to tell a story she's never told publicly before and barely privately or at all i mean i don't really know what she's going to talk about uh just to see what happens just to see if uh, <laughs> a storyteller is forced to tell unpolished and unfiltered story what happens and you know why and you know to amuse myself like all these reasons um but before we get into your story uh shari since uh, you're a writer uh, i've got i got a writer question
1: Ooh, okay, let's go.
0: This is like a yeah, it's like a low this is like a low-key screenwriter podcast cuz I have a lot of writers on. Oh, That's cool. It's not like officially a writing podcast, but you know, when you have a lot of writers on, you ask writing questions and talk about that. Is that's this the it.
1: moment that we dub it a writing podcast? I think we should. This is this is the moment. This is the This is this moment. is the official moment. So, yeah. Okay,
0: sure. Uh So, I'm curious um like as a writer uh and y- let's say you know when you're trying when you're pulling something from your life to use in a script uh like how do you like would you like to do that do you like to take verbatim of some a moment that happened or are you just taking sort of like the inspiration of a moment and like fictionalizing like what what do you personally like to do because like some people some people do like to you know write from their own lives and other people like want to go purely from their imagination and not write about their lives at all yeah. um just curious what what's your personal interests
1: okay yeah you're putting me on the spot uh, <laughs> i think i do take inspiration from things in my life i don't think i ever like verbatim take something because sometimes when i take something or i want to do like a small like thing that's like verbatim from my life I feel like I think it's funny and then I put it on paper and I'm like this is not funny at all um so I I think I steer a little bit away from that but I do like have a lot of things I like inspired by because like as you know like I like I travel a lot or I used to travel a lot and so like I think like I take a lot of things from like my travels but like some of those things aren't like things that necessarily have to do with me specifically or like proactively it's like just things that like I saw or like things that like I don't know I experienced in those moments so yeah I think like I think that's kind of how I go with that like as far as personal experiences but also I'm definitely lying because I'm my only short film that has been made is definitely like very much about my life (laughs) (laughs) and very much inspired and like about my life so maybe i'm lying to myself right now
0: yeah i mean i tend to yeah see i tend to go into something like you know pretty fictional yeah and and like the you know you make the character its own being or whatever uh that whole thing but then inevitably i end up finding myself incorporating something that actually probably happened to me or like oh this kind of fits for this character's part of the story though i didn't like intentionally mean for that that. i'm like oh this makes sense for this person or in the story this person did this and this reminds me of something i actually experienced or or and then i just kind of pull from that because sometimes when like you're forcing yourself into something it doesn't it doesn't work or it's like not (laughs) cool or it sucks and, and but then if you already like have your characters going and all that kind of stuff and then you're like oh you know this moment uh i'm thinking about it differently now because i'm thinking about it like oh it kind of makes sense for the character and then like then it could uh, could work because it's it's different like you're like it's not about you per se it's just like pulling your experience Yeah,
1: yeah i feel like also i will say one thing that i will do is like i'm really obsessed with like the idea of like emotions and like feelings and how people feel and how people like emote and everything like that and like just everything that has to do with like the psychology of things so i will say that i feel like i pull a lot from like my own feelings of like i know how this feel like i know how it feels to be anxious like so how do i put that into a fictionalized story like so i'll take like those experiences and put it in and usually that works but like like you said like I feel like specific examples of my life. Sometimes I'm like, "Oh, this is not working," but then sometimes it just comes up like randomly. I just put it in, and I'm like, "Oh, wait, this actually happened to me, so it's fine."
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's often um, like I'll, maybe I'll think of a real life thing, and that 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 one doesn't work, but then your memory gets jogged to something else yeah. that's like tangential, and you're like, "Oh, that actually would be fun to fictionalize." Or yeah, know, like, but it wasn't the original idea I yeah, yeah, yeah it was like the fifth thing i thought about yeah uh well you know i hope that helps any uh writers out there just to understand you know everyone's process is so different and who even knows what's what works but
1: i feel like my answer wasn't even clear that size but i hope that helps anyone
0: well i think a lot of writing is unclear that is true that is very true right that's 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 how you you know the the great stuff often is clear and that's what separates that stuff from everything else
1: pro tip i don't know what i'm doing most of the time
0: (laughs) yeah i think that's fair i think i think that's a fair thing to say um so well uh with that with that in mind uh are you you ready to share something about yourself that uh nobody really knows
1: yeah i don't know am i (laughs) yeah no i I don't know (laughs) yeah maybe we'll see
0: (laughs) sure let's, let's just try it out
1: all right um okay I was like thinking of what to say so mind you like the only person that knows everything about me is my sister so she's probably heard this but um I think people have heard like moments but like very small slivers of the story but like not the whole thing okay in, in its entirety so basically I feel like I'm what's the word uh showing off but I'm really not but I was in Berlin Germany <laughs>
0: such a show off oh my gosh
1: i'm like bragging i'm
0: in (laughs) berlin guys the story starts in berlin
1: so set the picture it's berlin okay all
0: right we're in berlin germany uh cool
1: yeah yeah. so i was like 18 or something and i went on this trip with like two of my other friends because like one of them lived in berlin and she was graduating high school and then the other one's from new york um, daniela um and so, basically, Daniela and I, since, like, this is our first time in Berlin, we obviously wanted to see, like, sightseeing and everything like that. So, we wanted to go to, in Berlin, there's one of the largest concentration camps um, called Sachsenhausen. Okay. Which, um, yeah, it's, like, one of the largest concentration camps because, like, during World War II, it was, like, there was, like, a death camp that was added to it. This sounds so morbid. It's not a morbid story. Um, <laughs> But So we wanted to go, but where it was, it was, like, an hour away from where our friend lived. And so at the last minute on the day of that we had planned to go, our friend was like, yeah, no, I don't feel like going. You guys can go by yourself. And we're like, okay, one, we're in Germany. And, like, I speak an Austrian dialect of German, but not, like, a German, Germany-German dialect. Sure. So I can't understand anything or barely understand anything, and, like, people can't really understand me either. So, basically, we were just screwed at that point. Um And so, we're, like, okay, cool, cool, cool. So, apparently, we were supposed to – it was supposed to take an hour to get there. It ended up taking three or four hours for us to get to the town where, like, this concentration camp was in. Okay. Um, Which is, like, most of the day at this point. I was, like – it was also, like – it was – was bad because so we couldn't figure out because we couldn't read the maps or anything like that so we got lost and then so finally we we got here and a pigeon pooped on me right as I got off the train and then I had to go to the restroom and like the restrooms out there like the public restrooms is like you put in a coin in and like it opens up the door and then it will like lock the door like automatically behind you and it'll like lock for like the next like 10 to 15 minutes or something So I was, like, stuck in this bathroom for, like, 10 to 15 minutes, and there was, like, this unknown substance of liquid, like, all over the floor. Oh,
0: So this is, like, this this is
1: the start of the trip. Okay. And so, like, whatever. I get out of the restroom and everything like that, and then we can't find where the concentration camp is. Mind you, this is, like, a huge place, okay? Yeah. And, like, it's supposed to take up, like, most of this town. Like, it's a very small village um and so we couldn't find the place and we go to like a restaurant or something and some of like the younger um waiters like they were about to help us and like tell us where we were supposed to go because we were just like asking and then like I think the owner of the shop came over and was like yeah don't talk to them I guess because we were tourists or something I don't know so then they didn't help us and we started walking like 30 minutes like in the wrong direction (laughs) until we realized actually it's that way um because we saw like a bus of tourists pass by so we're like okay cool um and so we go we walk 45 minutes to an hour and we finally make it to this place but the thing is one thing that we didn't know is that the place closed at six o'clock and but we didn't know that walking into the place and it was like five o'clock or five thirty at this point and so we were like okay like let's like go around and so like this concentration camp is like super super big and it's like kind of like made into like a square when you walk in okay but like at the end of the war they added like i said they added on like a, a death camp and stuff which is like on the outskirts of it like on like because there's like fencing all around and then like so on the outskirts there's like the death camp area and so we went over there and i guess we spent like a good hour over there like just looking around and everything yeah and we when we came back from around the fence no one was there there was like absolutely no one left, and we were like, "Oh, okay, this is weird. So then we started walking towards the gate, like where like the exit and it was locked. And then so like we started walking towards another gate and that was locked too. So basically, at this point we're like stuck in this concentration camp. It's like six o'clock at night and the sun is going down really fast. Obviously, it was, like, very, like, nerve-wracking, but then the only, like, lucky thing is that they send, I guess, this one guy on this bicycle. They don't have any security cameras here. They don't have anything. They send one guy on a bicycle just to go around the whole camp to make sure that, like, no one's there, and just by chance, right when we were at one of the gates, like, he was coming through, like, the entrance to, like, do his rounds, and so, like, finally we got out, but, uh, yeah, so that's, uh... I guess that's the best story I've ever told. <laughs> I almost got stuck in a concentration camp, oh, I guess. Oh,
0: gosh, That's, uh, man, I'd be, I'd be so anxious. Yeah. I'm you know so, what I mean? Because, you know, like, obviously, you know the history of, of, yeah. of the camp. And, <laughs> you know, depending on, you know, your personal beliefs on, uh, on the afterlife or spirits and stuff like that, you know, you're. You're in a big space. You know what was what happened there. Yeah, it, it, it's oh,
1: and it has like that feet, like that very like, obviously like a lot of things happen there. It's, so, like very like morbid feeling and like dread, like the sense of dread there. So I'm just like, I'm terrified of like the possible. I'm like I don't know what I believe in, but I am terrified of the possibility of like, a spirit popping up in front of me. Sure. So I was like, this is this is the worst, absolute like place to be.
0: Like we're were you and your friend kind of like did it get to a point where you and your friend were like we have to plan what to do in case we have to like sleep here
1: yeah well i mean like honestly at that point i was like i'm going to figure out how to climb over this fence okay because <laughs> i was like we're not sleep. well because the thing is like it's so huge and they still have, like the barracks and stuff like obviously uh for it but i was just like i'm i'm not going into any of these buildings like if i'm sleeping out here i'm sleeping outside
0: oh my goodness
1: like we are not doing this but also i was like i'm gonna figure out a way to climb over this this fence if push comes to show
0: how how high was were the fences
1: the fence what to get out was probably like a good honestly everything's really tall to me because i'm really short um (laughs) but like i want to say it was like a good like 20 to 30 feet
0: oh wow yeah
1: like no like they're like
0: because oh, like jeez, okay
1: you had the regular fencing you know like around the camp but like you can't get out going over those fences you know which those are like pretty short like it's a normal size fence but like yeah the the entrance and the exits were like probably like a good like 20 to 30 feet high
0: you, i don't know if i can picture you climbing a 30 foot fence to you know
1: i was not gonna david i was not gonna stay in
0: there <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Wow. Um, why why haven't you been talking? I know. Just curious. What you know? Have you why have you haven't been talking about it and stuff like that?
1: I mean, like the first part of the story too, like was a little embarrassing to me. Like I got like pooped on by a pigeon. Like I got I went to the restroom and stuff. And then like, also, I don't know. It's just like such a random story. Also, this this trip in its entirety because it's like a month long. Again, I'm sh- show off. Um, this is a month long <laughs> trip around Europe. Yeah. Um. And, like, this was definitely not the most chaotic story or, like, random story about it. So I was like, oh, I remember this happening. This is fun. <laughs> After the fact.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, I feel like there's, like, maybe that spooky element to it, too. Yeah. Because you know, of, like, oh, I don't want to be stuck here overnight. Yeah.
1: Near Halloween, you know, I just, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh. Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, people don't really... Talk about pigeons pooping on them either. Like that's not like, no one wants to hear that. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. I but, think that's the
1: first and only time a pigeon's pooped on me.
0: Someone. Someone. Haven't you? Have you heard the thing of, oh, it's good luck. Yeah. Which I don't know if I believe, but.
1: I don't know if you should believe that now because like literally right after I almost got stuck in a Yeah. So. Yeah. It's
0: like what kind of luck is that? Yeah. Uh, the German bathroom's interesting. Didn't, yeah. Didn't I didn't know you have to be stuck in the bathroom for until it unlocks or yeah
1: okay honestly maybe i'm just stupid and i couldn't figure out how to like unlock it but like it like has like you put the coin in you go in the door locks and like you have like whatever you're on like a timer for like 10-15 minutes which also like that's stressful like imagine if you need to be in there for longer i don't know
0: (laughs) or in your case you're like i'm done i'm like i I need to get out can i get out now Yeah. yeah that's stressful um yeah, uh, well, I mean, how do you, uh, so we, cause you are well-traveled, I'll have you know that, uh, this podcast has been listened to in Singapore, Thailand, oh my God, yes. Sweden, <laughs> uh, Canada. Oh, shout out, go. shout out, shout out to Canada. Uh, you know, we're, we're all, we're global. We're all over.
1: You're international. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, uh how do you feel knowing that the world's gonna know that you went to visit a concentration camp and almost got stuck save for this man on a bicycle
1: i know honestly whoever this man is if you're listening like thank you
0: (laughs) yeah shout out to a groundskeeper of Um, of this camp yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know like I think good this is this is like this is my um warning story where it's like you know make sure you know when time you know places close
0: <laughs> yeah uh oh i was gonna ask um since you don't speak germany yeah. german <laughs> germany as you described uh how did you communicate is there like a do people speak english second language or did you sign like like how did you get by
1: i mean yeah well mind you so one of, like, one of the friends that we went to go visit, like, she's from Berlin, so, like, most of the times we were with her. Got it. So, like, it worked out, you know, like, it wasn't an issue, and, like, anywhere else we traveled, like, we were fine, because, like, I speak, we went to, like, France, and like, I speak um, French, and, like, we, like, it was, like, a combined effort, basically, but, um, I mean, like, people understood my German, and I, like, barely understood their German, So, like, it was, like, good enough for me to get by, I guess. Yeah. But, like, not in a way that was just, like, also, like, I don't know. I'm – a lot of places in Europe are not, like, particular to tourists and stuff, which is, like, completely understandable because, like, a lot of people travel, um, especially, like, American tourists. (laughs) So I guess I scream American tourists no matter what language I speak. (laughs) So, I mean, that was the – I think that's the hard part is that, like, when they, like, assume something of you and then, like – sometimes it works out because like when you start speaking their language you're like they're like oh okay
0: i mean like do you travel with fanny packs on and stuff like when you're abroad
1: <laughs> i don't know no i don't i mean honestly i recently got into fanny packs i'm not gonna lie but <laughs> not in like like i like put it over my sh- shoulder because you know like trending you know aesthetic look not like oh the over yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah the yeah, over yeah, the
0: shoulder is trending yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Um, not like not like but no i don't wear like a fanny pack like around my waist or anything like that like I don't know what screams tourist honestly maybe it's like i don't know
0: what well, i've i've had a chance to travel uh abroad so you're not the only one showing oh. off here you know <laughs> i've i've been out of the country uh and yeah i try to as best i can try to fit into however everyone else dresses because i don't want to stick out but yeah. then it's never i can never really pull it off because it's like i you know there's certain looks i'm not nailing but I noticed uh for example um when I went to Paris just (laughs) I sound so (laughs) I sound so terrible when I went to Paris I noticed there weren't anyone really wearing baseball caps yeah uh, unless you were a tourist
1: yep were you wearing baseball caps I had
0: I had one yeah and then I was like "Mm, uh, maybe I'm not gonna wear it because I I just stick out and I already feel like lost in the city and i already can't really communicate yeah uh yeah no i I kind of was not really busting it out that much uh but i noticed that yeah but then you would see sure enough you know our our fellow uh our fellow sit our fellow american tourists with, with the baseball caps fanny packs
1: fanny packs or like the big like hiking backpacks you know
0: yeah, yeah, with yeah. like the water attachment mm-hmm. where they're like, "I'm yeah. thirsty." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: I could just like suck on like the water tube or whatever. Yep. <laughs> uh, like unflattering khaki shorts is yep. what I noticed too.
1: Yep. Especially if you're going somewhere like Paris, like that doesn't even fly because like their style is like, yeah, impeccable.
0: <laughs> it, yeah, I mean people dress well, well you know. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, you definitely stick out uh and i was not even trying to stick out but
1: i feel like people just have like a sixth sense when like someone's like i mean i feel like even like out here like i feel like you can even if they're they're like fitting in like you can tell if someone's like not from a specific place like you can tell if they're a tourist yeah maybe that's it maybe it's just like we just like give off like really like intense tourist vibes possibly and we'll never be able to get away from it
0: well, uh, <laughs> I <don't, laughs> sure uh, i th- I feel like we you know we should uh maybe stick to writing oh, yeah and, and talking about writing i don't know how well we can advise people on traveling, although you're True. very well traveled as
1: yeah. as you said oh yeah, of course, you know I'm very very well traveled no, but you are <laughs> so
0: you've you've experienced a lot of countries, you know how a lot of different cultures function and and how to kind of you know be mindful of the locals and how they live and not being like yeah yeah like kind of a unruly tourist yeah i i always when i see like tourists that are like i own the place like oh, i'm like no it gets under my skin
1: no like i'm almost like i want to confront you about this like, like stop yeah, <laughs> but,
0: like take it easy like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. this isn't you don't
1: chill 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 chill
0: <laughs> like just just yeah just i don't know, be polite um
1: we can you know, we can just stick to like writing about yeah. awesome places. Yeah.
0: yeah, 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 yeah. This is not a travel podcast. I don't advise <laughs> anyone on traveling. Dang it! But uh, <laughs> but uh well, I how do how do you? I guess my final question is how do how do you how do you feel now? We just went through this experience that you had kept private and
1: great. <laughs> i don't know um i feel like i said like that trip in general was like a very chaotic trip and so and i haven't thought about it for a, a while because that, that was like what like 18 i said yeah i'm like 23 now okay so it's been a while and i also like i don't like i mean i don't talk to one of my friends like the one that lived in berlin anymore but i do talk to um Daniela who lives
0: dang in- yeah. Dropping that nugget of drama.
1: Uh, yeah, it was a very uh chaotic like when uh, I say chaotic wow. <laughs> But yeah. But I still talk to um my friend Daniela. Shout out to her if she's listening to this. Sure. Um but she lives in New York, so like we don't even get to talk like that much because like we're always on like different schedules and like you think that three hours is not a lot, but that is a big time difference.
0: <laughs> no, it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh so well, hey, you can send her this episode and, you know, she'll probably appreciate the shout out.
1: Yeah, She's going to be like, oh, God, why did you talk about this story?
0: <laughs> OK, well,
1: it's fine. It's cool.
0: Then maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, <laughs> well, thanks, Shari, for for doing this. Thanks for being on.
1: Thank you, David. Thanks
0: for writing. Thanks for uh, traveling and all that.
1: Thanks for being an awesome host and also awesome cohort. Thank teammate. you. Well, thank you, yeah. I <laughs> don't even know how to, like, what the <laughs> how to describe that. I
0: think this is, like, the second time I've actually seen you in person, also. Fun fact. Th- third yeah. time. Yeah, maybe.
1: I think. It's not a lot. No, we've, it's not we've, a lot. We've been,
0: we've been remote this whole time. Yeah, but, yeah. uh Well, cool. Well, uh, everyone, thanks for listening. Yeah. Bye. Hey, if you'd like to know when our next new episode comes in, it's easy. You can. Subscribe for the best story i never told. That's right on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher.